0: much for joining us today on episode number 203 of the Real Life Runners podcast. Today we're talking all about half marathons. So if you're looking to run maybe your first half marathon or just looking to improve and run your best half marathon, we've got you covered. So we're going to be talking all about how to prepare to run your best half marathon yet.
1: This is the Real Life Runners podcast and we're your hosts, Kevin and Angie Brown. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Now let's get running.
0: Alright, so this episode is all about the half marathon 13.1 miles.
1: This episode is brought to you by the number 13. <laughs>
0: Point one.
1: Well, or 21 if you're in the UK.
0: Yes, 21 kilometer. It's 21.1 kilometers yes. too, isn't it? Yes. There we go. So the half marathon, it really is such a wonderful race distance. It's long enough that you need to put in months of training to perform well, right? You have to make that commitment. You have to do the training. I mean, I know that there are some people that just go out and decide to run a half marathon, but that doesn't usually go very well.
1: No, I mean, if you generally run... Like on a regular basis, you can show up and run a 5K over the weekend. It's yes. it's a little trickier to show up and run 13 miles, right? I
0: mean, you can complete it, but you probably won't feel very good in the process.
1: Or the next day, or the next day.
0: <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, that, you know, it is long enough that it does require that level of commitment. So I feel like, you know, for those of us that are runners that consider ourselves runners, like I feel like it kind of weeds out the people that just jump into those weekend 5Ks, right? That yeah. were kind of like, well, you know, not that that. Is wrong or anything like? There's nothing wrong with that, but like, I feel like a lot of people look at the half marathon and are like, you know, that requires some commitment, that requires some discipline, that requires some training.
1: And there's a different feel at the starting line. Like, I just too, ran our yeah. local 5K, yeah. and the feeling at the starting line, there were a bunch of people who were like, ah, you know, I, I've run a little bit the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. You don't hear a lot of that mm-hmm. in the half marathon at the starting corral. Yeah, a lot of people
0: like... have been preparing for a very long time. Yeah, yeah. So it just it tends to attract people people, you know, that have a higher level of commitment to the sport of running.
1: Right. So then once the race starts, there's this collective like lift of everybody's kind of pushing mm-hmm. it because you, you don't have a lot of people that are just like, I don't know, I guess we'll see what happens. I haven't run in the mm-hmm. last month.
0: Yeah. I mean, you're going to have those, but they're few and far between, I would sure. say, right? I mean, that
1: was my first marathon experience.
0: <laughs> I mean, you trained for it. You just kind of...
1: Didn't do much the last month. The
0: last month. Yeah. So, you know, so it's long enough that it it kind of inspires that part of it, right? But it's also short enough that you don't need to abandon all of your work and family obligations to completely devote yourself to that increased mileage in the weekend long run that can get kind of grueling if you're preparing for a marathon.
1: Right. I mean, depending on what your pace is, when you head off for a long run over the weekend in, in training for a marathon, like if you're regularly out there at like a 20 mile long run, mm-hmm that's a long time at a 10, 11, 12 minute pace. Mm -hmm. That's hours you're committing to your weekend and then you finish it and you're exhausted. Like it's not just like the time out running. You then don't have the physical capacity to do much the rest of that entire day.
0: Right, and half marathons, you know, your longer runs are more like two hours ish, you know, two to two and a half, depending again on your pace. But so it's just more manageable. And when you get done with those longer runs that only take you up to say 13 miles or 12 miles for a half marathon versus 20 miles for a marathon, you do tend to have more energy throughout the day. Now, if it is your first, you probably won't have as much that, you know, as people that have run plenty of half marathons because their body's more used to it so that's one thing to keep in mind if this is your first half marathon that you're training for first of all congratulations on making that choice and making this commitment to yourself I think that's amazing and you should make sure that you honor yourself for just making that choice because a lot of people that that alone sets you apart from a lot of other people out there
1: yeah i mean just stepping up and saying i'm going to race for 13 miles is that's a pretty big commitment in Mm -hmm. and of itself and then the training is like you said the training is involved so this is definitely one of those races that simply getting to the starting line is a pretty substantial achievement Mm -hmm. and then you can be proud and then you can take the race as a celebration of that one the half marathon is also like the longest distance that most training plans. Plans actually include the race distance itself.
0: Yeah, that's a good point.
1: Most marathon training plans don't go 26 miles. Mm-hmm. Like the elites do because they can knock out like a 30 miler and it doesn't take them six to eight hours to do it. Yep. But most marathon training plans max out at like 18 to 20 miles mm-hmm. because it just, it takes too long otherwise.
0: Right, exactly. So, Make sure that you're definitely acknowledging yourself throughout this whole process just for making the decision and then for putting in the work. So today we want to help you to know exactly what you're doing as you train for a half marathon so that you can have your greatest chance of success.
1: Okay, so I basically broke the episode down into, like, two major parts. Where are you starting from, and what are you committed to actually putting forth in your training? Like, the race itself is, you know, essentially the celebration at the end of it. And sure, there's certainly ways to, like, race and race tactics within this thing. But for the most part, for the half marathon... It's really a matter of how are you going to train for it both from what is your starting point and then what are you going to do for the months of training.
0: Right, exactly. So if you look at some standard race plans, you're going to see a lot of steady mileage increases that usually start somewhere in the 4 to 6 mile range and build somewhere in the I would say 11 to 13 range. You know, some a lot of plans don't go all the way up to 13, they max out at 12 and I've seen some that, you know, are 12 week plans that basically start you and they just add 1 mile every week and then you do a 12 mile and then the next week is your half marathon and that's the 13 mile. Right. That's not how we train people but yeah, that's, the, you the know,
1: the 5k to half marathon. Yeah,
0: we'll talk about that. As we go here, but that's kind of what you'll you'll see, like if you just kind of go on the internet and Google training plans and download a free plan from Runner's World or various other websites where you can download free race plans, that's, that's pretty much what you're going to see. You're going to see, you know, a starting point of a long run around that four to six mile range and then a slow build up to that 13.
1: Right. But it makes a big assumption if it just has this steady increase. And that assumption is your body can handle running 13 miles as easy as it can handle running like four to six, like that it's not actually extra stress on your body.
0: Why do you say that?
1: Well, it suggests that, like, you have the the strength in your muscles that you can be out there for twice the distance. Mm -hmm. And sure, it's not like it asks you to do six one week and then 13 the next, but that increase of miles, one week to the next, to the next, to the next, and just this constant, steady, like increase in your volume, increase in your long run, suggests that you're making that adaptation quick enough, that you don't have to put any extra strength into your body to make sure that you're capable of handling that extra volume.
0: I mean, I can I can kind of see what you're saying there. I mean, it does allow you, obviously, the time to build up to that, and your body is getting stronger during that time. You are strengthening your lungs, your heart, your all of your muscles as you're running, but I think what you're trying to say here is like the base and the stabilization point of it, right? The foundation. Um, We've talked about you're building your running foundation a few episodes ago, a couple months ago, and the strength training that needs to go along with that in order to prepare your body to handle those greater distances.
1: Right. The the slow build up is gonna be fine for your like your cardiovascular system. Yeah. Because the build up is not so rapid that you're gonna actually be able to be like, okay, well I ran six. I guess I can do six and a half. I might be able to stretch to seven. It's gonna be a little bit harder for me to breathe, but I'll get there because on your long runs, you're not going that fast. Mm -hmm. So it's not straining your breathing all that much. And you can gradually increase it. But that extra demand of the wear and tear on your body, you got to make sure that you're actually physically capable of handling that before you get going.
0: Yeah, I agree. And that I think is what a lot of traditional training plans tend to ignore because I don't know about you guys. And if you found some, please let me know because I feel like any generic training plans that I've seen out there, they only include your your runs you know or your cardio like they might say cross training one day like it might say you know long run tempo run easy run cross training so they might just kind of put that in there but they don't exactly tell you what to do and they don't exactly tell you that you're supposed to be strength training or maybe it says strength training but it doesn't actually tell you what you're supposed to be doing for strength training so then you kind of just make it up you know there's a lot of times that people will go on youtube and just look up like strength workouts for runners like is that good? enough and that's that's really what we want to take a look at right because do you have enough strength needed to run for that amount of time yes when you slowly build your mileage you will make those cardiovascular and pulmonary adaptations right your breathing your heart the, your ability for your heart to pump the blood out to your muscles your, those will adapt in that given amount of time But like Kevin said, you know, are your muscles going to get strong enough as you gradually increase that mileage in order to be able to stabilize you as you're running? You know, like if you're starting out the plan and you're kind of struggling holding four miles or five miles and you're already starting to run with aches and pains when you're starting the plan, those things are not going to get better as you continue on with that plan. They're most likely going to get worse because your body and your muscles don't have the strength necessary to handle that kind of mileage.
1: Right. Essentially, you have just enough strength into your body to healthily handle four to five miles of running. And the long run that you're going to start ramping up in, in a half marathon training is essentially a magnifying glass over this weakness of your body. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you were fine at four. And the little sore at five and painful at six and now you're injured at seven mm. like that's essentially what's going on with this because your long easy run and adding some extra time to like your easy runs during the week none of those are intense enough to build the like serious strength that you need in the like, one, your, your major running muscles, but definitely in your stabilizing running muscles, they're just not going to do it. So now you're out there for hour, hour and a half, two hours, and your body's just breaking down.
0: Yeah, and that's why a lot of people end up injured in the course of training for either a half marathon or even a full marathon. This is amplified even more because they start the plan without having that adequate amount of strength and they're not really focused on the strength training they're just focused on getting those miles in because that's what the plan is telling them to do so it's not like it's your fault you know this is you're following the plan and that's why a lot of runners come to us and they're very frustrated and they're like I don't understand I followed the plan but I was just like it felt terrible you know or I was hurt the whole way through or I had to take off chunks of time so I, I really couldn't do the plan as it was written because I was in pain.
1: Right. And so now you've got the the biggest issue is the plan looks good, but you're not even following the plan because you're too hurt to, to keep up with the plan. Mm -hmm. Like you have to build the strength before you can throw volume on top of it. Like, you build the strength, then you increase the volume so that you can now handle this new, higher volume because you're strong enough. Then you go back and increase your strength again. And then you're like, oh, now I can get to a new level of volume. And it's it's this back-and-forth process. But so many people are like, all right, well, I consistently run, like, four miles. So if I'm going to complete a half marathon... I have to increase my volume. And that's like the the driving factor is I've got to increase the time I can run without realizing that you can't increase the time you run without increasing the strength that is your super important foundation.
0: Yeah. And you can do this concurrently. Like you can do this as you're training for the half marathon. We do suggest that you do start building strength beforehand if you have a long enough runway to this half, right? And this is why we often encourage people, like, make sure you're giving yourself a long enough period of time. To build up to the half marathon because the half marathon is not a distance to be taken lightly. This is something that is going to require a commitment and some serious training if you want to do it right. Like, and could you complete a half marathon, you know, in 12 weeks if you're able to run four miles right now? Yes, you could get across the line. How good are you going to feel during that process and crossing that line? That's where the big question mark
1: lies. Right, and there's so many things that go into this. Like, what are the other things going on in your life. How long have you been running? Like your, your chronological age, but also your running age, like, oh, I've been running for three months and I've built up to four miles is very different than I've been running for 20 years and I consistently run four to five miles daily. Right. Like these are very different starting points, even though both of them look like I run four miles.
0: Right. And I think that it's very important for you to be completely honest with yourself um, or your coach if you're working with a coach to what, what your starting point looks like right now right because if you're on a journey as like a traveler using a map and if the map doesn't have the correct starting point how can you really know where you're going right like it so you need to be very honest with that starting point of where you are right now not where you were a year ago not where you were even three months ago What have you been doing in the last month or in the last two months that has you where you currently are? We have a lot of runners that, you know, train for races and then the races kind of disappeared. So they're not really sure what to do. And they kind of floated for a while and they ran a little bit and you know, we've seen this when people sign up for our training team, they'll fill out like when you sign up for our training team, basically you come in and we have everyone fill out a questionnaire that basically says, what do you want to do? So they say, I want to train for a race. What race? Half marathon. What's the date? Here's the date. And then it says, then we ask about what they're currently doing you know how long are you currently able to run without needing a walking break what is your average weekly mileage look like right now how long um, has your long run been over the current the last month and we'll get these answers and so we're like okay this is the plan that this person needs because we basically customize our plans for every person on the team and then what will, will happen is they will load into our training app because we have a, an app where they can you know upload any of their data if they have a smartwatch or a gps watch and they'll backload their data so we'll be able to see everything that they've done for the last month and it doesn't match up to the answers that they gave us on the questionnaire so then we have to obviously email the athlete and figure out what exactly they have been doing if maybe they just didn't load or if they just misrepresented what their starting point was but I don't think that they do it intentionally like there's no you know they're not trying to like fool us necessarily but I think that we forget sometimes that how our body can change if we're not running as consistently for a couple months so they think oh well you know I just did a half marathon a couple months ago I took maybe a month or two off or of lower mileage but then when they fill out the questionnaire they're representing as if they were still training, uh, you know, for the last race.
1: Right, and you didn't lose as much as you think is the thing. Like, but you definitely lost some. Like, you were not the same person you necessarily were a couple of months ago, especially if you like really hit or miss training between races or something like that. Um, but I think a lot of this is the comparison trap. Is they feel like they should be better. Yeah. You know and this probably happens when I know that if, if I were to hire a coach, like I'd want to be like, oh, they're going to backload. So I'm really going to step up these next couple of weeks. So you can see like, this is, this is the me at my best. But if that's not who you actually have been over the last several months, that's not your starting point. You need to have a very honest assessment of where your starting point is. So people suggest that, maybe they they feel they should be in better shape um maybe they should be in the same shape as someone else that they see out running or at the gym or something like that or they're comparing to themselves a previous version selves so from a few months ago or pre like march 2020 like they're comparing it to that person. And maybe your running has been off for the last like 15, 16 months.
0: Right. And the, the thing is, you know, like we will sometimes have people contact us and say like, you know, I would love to have a coach, but I don't know if you would want to coach someone like me. Yeah. You know, it's like they're already judging themselves before they even get to us because they have this idea in their head that we're going to judge them. I think, you know, like, oh, these guys are running coaches. So I don't know if I'm good enough of a runner to have coaches or to have these coaches or whatever might be in their head and we just want to let you know like if you hire a running coach whether it's us or anybody else like that's not what we're thinking I, I can't speak for other coaches but I would guess that those other coaches aren't thinking that either like when people sign up to be a coach any any sort of coach a running coach a health coach a life coach any sort of coach that might be out there Our goal is to help you, right? To help you improve your running, help you to improve your life. So it's not our job to judge you, but it is our job to have a very accurate starting point for where you are right now, because that's going to allow us to do our job better right it's going to allow us to coach you better when we know exactly what our starting point is we can develop the appropriate timeline we can develop the appropriate goals because that's where a lot of runners mess up And, and even if you're not using a coach this is where a lot of runners mess up because they they think that they're in better shape than they are or they want to be in better shape than they are actually in so they just assume that they are and then they set these goals with you know short timelines and lofty goals and and then they get upset when they don't hit them. When you know, we're not saying that those things aren't achievable. We're just saying that we need to allow enough time for you to safely build yourself up so that you can achieve that and feel really good in the process.
1: Right. Like, look, we don't have full control over the timeline. Like, you can put a goal out there and you'd be like, "I'd like to hit this time, and I'd like to do it at the race that I've signed up three months from now," mm-hmm. and th- that's great but you don't have full control over the timeline. The thing is that there's a general estimate of how long certain improvements are going to take. Like, there's the idea of don't put a limit on your dream. Dream as big as you want, but make sure that you have a ballpark of how long it's going to get from where you are to where your goal is. Because otherwise you're you're just setting yourself up for disappointment. Like you don't want to limit yourself, but you also don't want this dream to be so, like I'm going to break two hours in the marathon next weekend. Well, I'm not going to break two hours in the marathon next weekend. That's an odd goal for me to set. I need, I would need an appropriate timeline and Perhaps an appropriate time machine to go at this goal. But You still, you want to have that big goal out there. You just need to know where it is that you're starting from. And if your time window is really small, if that's your limiting factor, then you need an appropriate goal for that time window. Like let's say, well, I've already signed up for a race. It's in two months. Okay, well then you might not want to be aiming for the fastest half marathon you've ever run if you're currently at three miles and your time window is... Is two months. Right. But you could get there and you can get there healthy. Maybe that should be the goal because your time window got really crunched on you.
0: Right. So once you realize where you are, that starting point and the base where you're starting from, this includes, like we said, your running, your mileage, but also your strength. Okay. Your strength. Please, please, please do not underestimate the foundation and the importance of that strength foundation that you need in your body before you start ramping up mileage and you know the importance of that in your plan which we're about to talk about is also critical so get your mind right like think about your goals think about having realistic goals they should stretch you right like kevin's saying don't don't set things that are just so easy to accomplish that they're not even going to motivate you but you need to have you need to have goals that are going to stretch you but also goals that are are still within that achievable window okay so think get your mind right get your body right when when you're starting to think about strength nutrition sleeping those kinds of things to, when you're um, figuring out your starting point is this even a good time in your life to be doing this right like if you're really stressed out at work and you've got major projects and deadlines and you know your kids are are dealing with issues at home like Is this the right time to be doing this? And then get your skills on point too, which is, you know, running form and breathing and those kinds of things. All of those things can be taught too, but it's important for you to have your running form look good. And we're not even really going to get too much into that today, but having your running form, improving that before you jump into a half marathon program or, you know, using the first month of that program to kind of work on that is a really good way to start as well.
1: Right. This is the thing is there's only so many things that you can correct in a certain timeline. That's why the, the window of when is that race coming up is really dictated by where you start. Like if, if you're already if you're coming off of an injury or you're exhausted finishing three three miles and the inside of your knee hurts at like the two and a half mile mark every single time, you need to devote some time to taking care of that, not to devote time to taking care of building up your long run on the weekend. Mm-hmm. And so you really need a very honest assessment. And then sure, have your big goal. Like set your goal as big as possible. That's amazing. And uh, the the thing that comes along with that is be willing to miss your goal. Also,
0: be willing to miss it, and also be be willing to adjust the timeline. Right? Sure, be, be open to what that timeline might be for you to accomplish this goal in the healthiest way possible.
1: Right so if you got a race out there three months from now that doesn't necessarily mean that that's the one and only shot you have to reach your your goal if your goal is time based Mm -hmm. and you can have goals that aren't even time based is the thing. Right. But you you can say okay well this is going to be like a check along the way and this can still be an amazing half marathon experience it just might not be the one that I'm going for the fastest time that I've ever run but maybe I'm going to achieve I'm going to feel the strongest crossing the line. Maybe I'm just going to have the most fun as I cross the line. Mm -hmm. Like it's going to be something else. You pointed out, is it a good time in your life to do this? Well, maybe running is this huge stress relief for you. Mm -hmm. Then that means that maybe on a workout day, it needs to be an easy run or on an easy run. It needs to just have some short sprints. so You can burn off whatever the stress of the day was. So it doesn't exactly look like what, you know, the quote unquote ideal training plan might be but it's being really good for you mentally. And so at the end of it, sure, you're fit enough that you can knock out a half marathon, but it might not be the fastest half marathon, but you know, man, I, I made it through that period in my life and I feel good about myself. I maintain my sanity Mm -hmm. and, and I got a medal at the end of it and that's a win all over the place. That's
0: a win all over the place right and that's that's the important thing it's like know your why like know your reason behind wanting to do this you know are you just trying to push yourself and challenge yourself do you only want the bling and you don't care what it's going to take for you to cross that line you know you're just going to do it with your friends and you don't care about your time and you don't care about how you feel and you just want to do it to say that you did it and check it check off you know this as a bucket list item and then never look at running again like just Be honest with yourself when you think about running that half marathon. You know, is this something that you want to do? Why do you want to do it? Set an appropriate goal and uh, really assess that base and that foundation of where you're starting from. After you do that, after you realize this starting point, get very clear on that, Now it's time to look for a plan okay because in order to successfully run a half marathon you need a plan and you need a plan that's going to incorporate more than just your running. Going back to our base of strength training that is critical for you to incorporate in your half marathon training plan. You need to be doing strength multiple times per week to not only maintain the foundation that you already have but also to build some strength along the way because as you build your mileage you need to also be building the strength and the endurance in your muscles to be able to support you along the way as you up that mileage
1: right you're building the strength at a minimum you're maintaining the strength that you managed to build in the first place because as you go real high mileage you're going to lose a little bit maybe of that power end because you're going out for really long longer runs mm-hmm. so you want to make sure you're doing enough strength to at least maintain if not continue to increase your your strength and power along the way so most of your half marathon in general you're looking at plans that have at least 4 days of running so make sure that you have that time, that commitment to be able to go out and run 4 days More more is not necessarily better. More is only better if you're still able to fit appropriate recovery into your life schedule. Not your running schedule, but your life schedule.
0: Right. And there's a lot of people that think if they just add in some extra runs that that's going to prepare them even more, right? But we want to very much caution you against this. Like, Do not add extra runs at the expense of strength or of your sanity, right? Like there are a lot of people that are like, well, if I, in order to be a better runner, I just have to run more. That's one of those myths out there that is just, it's true, but with caveats. We'll say that, right? The word like,
1: just is yeah. what makes it not quite work.
0: Correct. Because it is true, right? If you want to be a better runner, you need to run more, but you also need to strength train in order to help you run more and to run better. And you need to run you be um aware of your running form so that you can run better so that you can run more and that is why you know we here at real life runners talk about training the mind body and skills in our real life runners training system because you don't want to just go out there and just keep adding mileage because it, you're going to end up breaking down in the process
1: right so running and training for a half marathon, it really requires decent mileage during the week. It's going to require a long run on the weekend. Maybe not every weekend. kind of depends on your particular circumstances and your training history and stuff like that. But it's going to require a lot of mileage in there. The key here is consistency. The key is not ramping up your mileage so much that you get hurt, then you have to take a week off, and then you ramp it up really a ton the next week, but then you're hurt and you take the next week off. Like, the key is consistency. A plan that has you knocking out 40 to 50 miles a week Is not a great plan if you're only completing half of the runs because you don't have time to complete the other half.
0: Right. And that's why when you're choosing a plan or figuring out what that plan needs to be, you need to decide what you are going to commit to, right? And obviously, things come up, right? That's why we are real life runners here. Like real life sometimes pops up. Sometimes you miss a run. Most people, if they're training for a half marathon, are not going to complete every single workout exactly as written on the schedule some do right but some some don't most don't but that's okay as long as you're committed to it and you're getting in pretty much everything you miss here and there it's not a big deal but you have to make that commitment before you even start so that you're already ready for when those things do come up you know you're going to jump right back into that plan
1: right because you don't want to pick a plan that's so over your head just because you're like, oh, well, that plan has so much mileage built into it. That's the one that's going to get me in the best shape. Right. But then you only end up doing half of it because mentally you're already out of it when you even show up at the starting line. Because mm-hmm. you're like, well, I only did half my training plan, so I don't know how, how good a shape I am.
0: Right. There's a lot of people that go and find these, these plans. And, you know, I know that Runner's World has some like where it's like, this is your plan if you want to run a sub two hour marathon. And it tells you exactly what your runs are, you know, through the week. And, you know, some of those runs that have like midweek runs. Runs of like seven miles or six miles, and people are like, "Well, I can't run that long on the weekday, so I'll just make the seven mile a five mile." Well, if you're doing that every single week, that's not following the plan. So you cannot just expect to get the same results then that you know that you would if you were to actually follow that plan. Plus, a lot of those plans, like I said, have holes in them where they just say cross training or they just say strength training, and they're not actually giving you the exact exercises to do. So then, really that plan can be actually performed in an infinite number of ways.
1: Yes. It's the, the broad gray area of Mm -hmm. the, the back of the training book training plans. Like so many training books out there, you flip to the back of them. They have their 5k plan. They got their 10k, their half marathon plan. And usually there's a beginner and an intermediate plan. Mm -hmm. People don't necessarily fall into just two categories. Like there's a lot of people that show up at the starting line of a half marathon. They didn't all follow two plans. The beginner or the intermediate? Like, there's a lot of different circumstances that have to fit in. You know, how many days per week can you actually commit to? Do you have just a small window during the week to work out? And so you got to keep your weekday mileage fairly low. How much are you then going to be able to put into the weekend? Like, mm-hmm. Are you running Saturday and Sunday because you have to take a couple of days off during the week? Like you can work that schedule. Yeah. Like you just need a plan that actually fits into your life so that then you are actually able to follow the plan.
0: Absolutely. I mean, that really is the most important thing. Like, is this plan realistic for you? So, when we're thinking about how to build a plan, or like if you are possibly thinking about building your own half marathon plan, or if you're considering different options out there for half marathon plans, we want you to understand that there are a few different approaches that you can take to half marathon training. So not only are you looking for the right plan for you, but you want to go with the right approach because there are several different ways to just tackle this when we're kind of just thinking about the, the training ideology behind the plan.
1: So one of the first approaches is essentially the speed first approach, which It works. It's not the way that I generally coach, but it works, and I know how it works of you essentially take the athlete, you ramp up a lot of speed into them so that they're very, very quick at shorter distances, and then you just kind of keep stretching the longer runs out and the longer run out with the idea of... They're not going to be as fast as you stretch the run out, but they're starting at such a high ceiling of speed that when you go longer and the the speed decreases a little bit, it already started so high that it can't decrease that much.
0: Right, because you build that speed first, so you're activating all those fast twitch muscle fibers and you're improving power and muscle recruitment and so that when that athlete then goes into those longer distances they already have a more efficient muscle contraction um for their running
1: yeah and it it's a great system it it makes sense it's a good system for people that are transitioning from like they race the 5k all the time so they've been really focused on building a lot of like higher speed and now they, then you're going to transition, try and do something like a half marathon. Mm-hmm. Pros do this. Mm-hmm. As they get a little bit older, they go from like being a miler to a 5K runner. Now suddenly they're a marathoner. Well, they've had years of crazy high-end speed training. Mm-hmm. So when they go into their marathon training... They don't need to focus a lot on speed. They take all of this like years of experience and transition it over to just building up the endurance.
0: Yeah. Would you say that this approach would be more common in the more elite population of runners?
1: I think this approach works for everybody, quite frankly, mm. of people who are much more used to working on a higher end speed. And some people like... If you're just getting into a half marathon, this might in fact work for you. Maybe that you don't enjoy going out for the really long runs. You enjoy the shorter, like really faster stuff. Mm -hmm. You can use this approach and you can get there. And it works for people because it makes sense to them. That's one of the biggest things of these plans is you need a plan that makes the most sense for you mm-hmm. like, and well, also
0: what they enjoy most, yes, right? Like, if, if you're kind of a speed demon and you love the harder, faster, shorter stuff, you can incorporate that very successfully into a half marathon training program,
1: right? Maybe for some reason you love quarter repeats. You can I get, do. yes, you do, <laughs> I, me too, um, but you can get whatever benefits you want out of quarter repeats it just depends on how intense you run the repeats and and how how much recovery you get between them yeah
0: exactly it's it's how you structure the workout right because you can run quarter repeats all sorts of different ways yes yeah and this is the thing that a lot of people don't understand they just think quarter repeats are quarter repeats and they have the same exact pace and the same exact recovery and there's a lot of different ways you can do it
1: right most people say quarter repeats and they're they're going to take it to level like nine Mm -hmm. and then recover until they can kind of breathe again and then crank it up Mm -hmm. and like that doesn't have to be a quarter repeats. Uh,
0: it is one version of them. Certainly one version. <laughs> right. So so that's one approach. Another approach that's very common is to first build endurance and then fill in speed. So if you're using this approach, you basically base build. You build up that long run until you're consistently running a certain number of miles per week, a certain long run on the weekend, and then you just kind of hone in and try to get your race pace faster by Performing more targeted workouts.
1: Right. If you got into running back in like school, this was the approach to cross-country season because your coach 100% said, this is the volume that you need to build up over June and July and August. And then you get to school and suddenly you start throwing in a whole bunch of like speed workouts at this because you've managed to build up the volume. Your body can now handle the workouts because it's used to running six, seven miles. Mm -hmm. So now it's like, oh, okay, now I have to do almost that much mileage, but I'm going to do it a whole heck of a lot faster.
0: Right. And so if you're going for a specific time in the half marathon um especially if this is maybe not your first half marathon so you, you already have the first one under your belt maybe you have a few under your belt and you're really looking to improve your time this is a great option for you because maybe you have done half marathons and you're maintaining that long run over the weekend this is the way that i like to train mm-hmm. you know i like to train where i basically maintain my long runs in somewhere in that eight to ten mile range Um, No matter if I'm training for a race or not, so that when I do want to jump into a half marathon training plan, I can very easily transition over and then just do some very targeted half marathon specific types of workouts to help build my speed.
1: Right. So you don't have to use a whole bunch of, let's say like... A lot of people use a standard like 12-week training plan mm-hmm. for this. You don't need to use the first half of it, building yourself up to mileage where your long run is near a half marathon. Mm-hmm. You're pretty much already there. So that's a good approach for this one. That's a good mindset for this one. If you're just getting into half marathon, maybe you're like the 5K kind of runner and you're like, I, I think a half marathon sounds like a good plan this approach is going to need longer than 12 weeks. Mm -hmm. You're going to need a bigger runway so that you can use several weeks to simply build yourself up to where you're consistently hitting a double digit long run on the weekend that you've built up some, uh, you know, moderate long runs during the week. Like they don't need to be crazy long, but you can't be hitting like twos during the week. You need to be more consistent in that, like fours at least I would say during the week and then a double digit long run. And then you can start kind of honing in on some speed.
0: Right. And so this approach would really be like Kevin said, for someone that has a longer runway to go, like if you have a half marathon six months down the road where you can spend three months in that base building phase, and then three months in the race training phase, this is a fantastic way to do that. Um, also someone that, has just been doing this for a while and just likes to maintain those long runs on the weekends, but really wants to see what they're capable of and try to focus in on their speed. Which takes us to the third approach that's very common, which is just building mileage without really focusing on speed at all.
1: Yeah, that's that's sort of the... I don't know, the most easy training plan to write. Yeah, absolutely. And
0: and I think this is where you, you get a lot of the free training plans, like, on the internet or in the back of books as well. Like, some of them will put in speed interval or put in tempo interval, you know, tempo run, but don't necessarily explain what exactly you should be doing during that time. Right.
1: So people just go out and do something like, I kind of ran faster because it was Tuesday right? Like without any sort of plan for it. Mm -hmm. But like the general just increase your mileage week upon week upon week until you can run 13 and then say, okay, now I'm ready to race 13 miles. Yeah.
0: I think that this is what a lot of recreational runners that don't follow a plan do, right? Like they kind of have their weekday runs that are about the same. And you know, whether that's three miles, four miles, five miles, they have 45 minutes, 60 minutes that they go out and run during the week. And then they just gradually increase their long run on the weekend because they don't really know what to do for speed work. So they're, they just focus just on the mileage.
1: Right. And so like a lot of these approaches are all kind of looking at it simply from a pure running side. Like we already established that you need to make sure that you have all of the strength coming in as well. Cause the strength really stays throughout all these plans. You need enough strength before the plane even gets going, but then you need to maintain it through all of your training. But you also then need a plan that makes the most sense running wise for you. And like you said, sounds exciting for you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, at, on our training plans, we kind of go both directions. Like, right. I don't really ever try and leave any sort of uh, training speed. So at the beginning of the plan, there'll be a little bit of speed. In the middle of the plan, there'll be a little bit of speed. At the end, there'll be a little bit of speed. And then depending on the athlete, you kind of decide whether there's going to be more at the beginning, more at the end. Like if you're coming from from working on a whole heck of a lot of speed, then maybe the thing that you need to build up is working on your endurance. On the other hand, if you're coming in without much endurance, you need to use most of the plan building endurance, and then you can work some speed in at the end because mm-hmm. so the body can adapt m- quicker to adding in the speed at the end.
0: Right. So basically what we use is more of like a hybrid approach, yes. right? Like, And it just depends more on the athlete really what they need when they come to us you know we can basically look and see what they've been doing for their training and then fill in the gaps right find the holes of their training if we if we notice that they are higher on speed which i would say is less common in most recreational runners most recreational runners just kind of go out and get the mileage in and a lot of them are running at that moderate pace for most of their runs so we teach them the importance of easy running we let them know that the majority of their training will be done at that easy level so that they can have the energy for some of the higher intensity speed work sessions so that they get those adaptations in their body as well. So we just kind of help them to fill in the gaps and people end up getting massive results from that.
1: Well, yeah, that's one of the really big things is that your body is going to adapt the way that it needs to adapt. So if you're coming from, I've been running for years, but I've never really put speed work into my plan, then most forms of speed work are going to be helpful for you Mm -hmm. like we've got training plans we've got training plans that we've given to people that are all just complete effort based plans and it's like okay well every time it gets to Wednesday this is the sort of effort based speed workout that we're going to have you do and it just mixes it up but because there's some speed in there and they've never done speed before the body's like ooh this is a new stimulus I'm going to react and respond to this stimulus and that person gets faster and able to run longer and like all sorts of amazing physical adaptations to it.
0: Yes, absolutely. And I think that that really emphasizes the point that there is no magic training plan out there, right? If you are training for a half marathon, there might be one that is better for you, better suited for you. And hopefully you kind of have a better idea of what that might be based on the information that we've given you today and the different approaches that there are and different things that you need to about incorporating into your half marathon training plan if you're not sure always reach out you know find someone maybe it's a running friend maybe it's a coach find someone that can help you and that can guide you in this idea you know that someone that you can trust because when you choose a training plan or when you choose a training approach It's very important for you to feel confident in that approach, because if you're constantly questioning yourself and wondering if this is the right thing, that alone, your doubt in the plan is going to make that plan less effective, where if you can go into a plan truly believing this is the right plan for me... Or at, at a minimum, this is the right plan for me right now. This is the one that I'm going to commit to. You are going to get such better results from that plan, regardless if it is the optimal plan for you or not.
1: Yes, that's a really great point. Because there's no silver bullet plan, you just have to go in like... Both feet jump into the deep end that the plan that you're doing is the right one. Yeah. And once you start on that plan, stay off of social media and figure out what anybody else is doing because it doesn't matter. But you also have to realize that the plan that your like running buddy is on might not be the most ideal plan for you. Mm-hmm. Like, Take a look at what their plan is. Like, Just because they're like, oh, no, no, I use this plan and I PR'd by 15 minutes. it's It's the best plan. Take a look for it. Does it even seem at all exciting for you? Like, Are you like, ooh, I get really, really bored doing that plan? Then that's not the plan for you.
0: Right. Or is your friend single and they have lots of time to devote to their training, but you have three kids that you're trying to get through school and a full-time job and all sorts of other crazy things happening in your life? maybe that's not the right plan for you. Maybe your friend has more time to devote to his or her training that you just don't have, right? And those are all really important things for you to keep in mind when choosing a training plan for yourself, which brings us to kind of the big picture here, okay? So we've talked about establishing your starting point, making sure that you're very clear mindset, you know, mind, body, and skills. Where are you starting before, like when you are at the beginning of training for your half marathon especially for your first half marathon know and be very honest with yourself where you're starting. Then you need to find a plan. Okay. You need to have a plan and your plan needs to incorporate different types of running. The majority of that running should be easy running and then you sprinkle in some speed work either one or two days a week, depending on who you are and what you're trying to gain from this. And you're definitely incorporating strength training as well, at least twice a week. Okay. Once a week, you should really be focusing on some overall body strengthening exercises, some full body exercises, and then once or twice a week, you definitely wanna be doing some very targeted um, stabilization types of exercises to help strengthen the hips and the core to keep you running injury-free. You also want to incorporate mobility work, okay? We haven't really touched on that much yet, but you wanna make sure that your body is moving properly. And you can do this through foam rolling, through massage, through running drills, um, with doing different types of mobility, types of exercises, dynamic stretching, all of these things are important so that your body is moving properly and you don't get really, really stiff because when you are doing longer miles, especially if you've never done it before, your body tends to stiffen up because you're in that like endurance, you know, long distance running position your body's very compact. There's not a lot of movement in there. So you don't want your body to just get stiff. So it's important to incorporate mobility into your plan as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, running at whatever speed, sprinters, long-distance runners, you want to make sure that you incorporate that that mobility work, but long-distance runners, because your range of motion on, like, a long weekend run is such a small range of motion, you just tend to feel stiff and tight at the end. It's, it's a different soreness than if you went out and were, like, sprinting up hills. That gives you a whole heck of a lot of soreness because you're breaking down the muscles that, like, I've just been in this same position for such a long, long period of time is a whole different version of tightness in the appropriate mobility work is actually going to make you feel a whole heck of a lot better come Monday.
0: Absolutely. So make sure your plan includes all of those things. But the other things, there's a few more things that we want to mention that not all runners consider when they're training for their half marathon. A lot of people think that, you know, as long as I've got my miles, okay, now I'm bought in. I, I understand that my strength training is important. Okay. We'll do some mobility work and foam rolling and all these things. I will take care of my body. And that's fantastic, but your body also includes some other very important things like nutrition, sleep and recovery, self-care, and the other ways that you're going to make sure that your body isn't breaking down on you.
1: That's why you need to pick a plan that actually works for your lifestyle because what you don't want to do is make the mistake of confusing fitness and health. Like, just because you're in your best half marathon shape ever does not mean you're necessarily living the healthiest lifestyle. Mm. Like, if you are getting up super early, but you're still staying up really late, you're like, okay, well, I got to get up early so that I can get in my long run, but you didn't go to bed the night before. That's not a good combo. If you're skipping breakfast because you worked out in the morning and you don't really have time to eat breakfast before you have to head off to work, or you're trying to squeeze in extra miles during lunch and you're skipping lunch, like, you can't be Skipping meals throughout the week while you're also trying to build up mileage and work on some speed and some strength. Like, this is not appropriate recovery. You have to take care of your body. Putting in the work, putting in the workouts and the strength training doesn't get you anywhere if you're not then actually taking care of the body so it can build back stronger. Otherwise, you're just breaking the body down and then following that up with breaking the body down even more.
0: Exactly. So, you need to take care of yourself as a whole person. And that includes the body, like we've just talked about, also training your mind and also training your skills, like your running form and your breathing. For success because those things are going to break down as you get tired and in a half marathon your running form is going to break down your breathing is going to become a lot harder and so it's very important for you to train those things also like the athlete that you are and finally always remember your goal you know when it comes down to it why are you training for this half marathon in the first place Are you just trying to cross a line and get some bling and do it with a friend and have some fun? Are you trying to prove something to yourself and prove to yourself that you're able to do this? Are you trying to run your personal best time if this is something that you've done before and now you're trying to improve on that time? Are you just doing this for your overall health and to be a healthier person? Keep that goal in mind because that is going to affect how you train for this entire race.
1: Yeah, I mean, it goes back to picking the appropriate plan. Like, what kind of commitment are you bringing to it? Like, if your goal is to cross the finish line and get the medal and have some fun with your friends, that's a different level of commitment that you're going to bring to the training than if you're going for the fastest half marathon that you've ever run in your life. Mm -hmm. Like, especially if you've run a few. Like there's a different level of commitment to that. And neither one of them is, like, right or wrong. Mm -hmm. It just kind of really depends on what the big picture goal is of which training plan makes the most sense for you. Because both of them need a training plan. Like, you can go out and have fun with your friends and run the 13 miles. You still need to train for it. You still need to train intelligently for it. It just might not have, like, multiple speed sessions during the week. You don't need to crank your long run up to, like, 16 miles and hit over mileage on it. Like, you can you can tone that down a little bit because the goal is crossing the finish line and having the most fun.
0: Right. And that's why it's super important for just, for you to just keep your goal in mind. Like whatever this half marathon is for you, keep that in mind and then make sure you just train appropriately to that goal.
1: Yes. Train appropriately so that you get there um, I don't know. Satisfied with your training? Yeah, like happy. satisfied.
0: Yeah, you, you. That's what you really want to feel, right? Like when you cross that finish line, whatever your goal is, you want to feel satisfied crossing that finish line. So assess your starting point, find the right training plan for you. Incorporate strength, mobility, speed work, easy runs. Those are all very important parts of your plan, and then also nutrition. You know, we didn't really touch too much on nutrition today, but it's important for you as training for a half marathon to start working on fueling before during and after your runs okay anytime you're running more than 90 minutes you want to be taking fuel in on your runs and we didn't really get into a lot of details on that today we will be getting into more details on this in our free class that we are going to be doing on June 28th so mark your calendars for June 28th at 3 p.m eastern standard time well it's daylight savings time technically eastern daylight time um, so mark your calendars June 28th 3 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. We'll be sending out more information um, to those of you that are on our email list on how to register for that class and if you're not on our our email list yet make sure you head over to our website and sign up for our email list so you'll be we will be the first to know when we release all the details of that class, so you'll figure out how to join. We will be talking more about fueling for the half marathon in that class. But the synopsis is basically you need to practice. You, you know, you need to try different things out. You need to figure out what's working for your body and your stomach so that you are fueled and you have the energy to run that half marathon the way that you want to run it.
1: Yeah, I'm looking forward to that class. It's going to be a little more detail oriented about mm-hmm. like some more specifics on the approach. For- for actually running the, the actual marathon, the nutrition side of it, and, and mm-hmm. things of that nature, so that should be a fun class. Yep. So make sure you're following us on uh, Instagram also because yeah. there'll be plenty of information That's in all true. sorts of sources. That's actually
0: probably a better thing to to point out. Follow us over on Instagram at Real Life Runners. Um, we are stepping up our Instagram game. I will tell you that we are posting fun reels and dances and songs and all sorts of
1: Angie keeps filming me she uh-huh. says that it's funny so we're going for it's it it's
0: fun and, <laughs> and but also tons of valuable content like you know there's a lot of things that'll just keep you entertained hopefully but a ton of valuable content we post at workouts over there we post up more information to help you to become the well-rounded runner that you want to be so follow us on Instagram at real life runners we'll definitely definitely be posting Um, more information on how to register for this free marathon, half marathon class on June 28th but go ahead and mark your calendars so that you don't miss out. Um, So that's pretty much what we have for you guys today. Thank you so much for joining us and spending this time with us. If you found this helpful please do a couple of things. Number one we would love it if you were to leave us a review on iTunes Um, that will help other people to find our show and to also get helped by the information that we give out every week. Um, Number two you can take a screenshot of this if you're listening to it on your phone and post it up on your social media on your Instagram stories make sure you tag us in that so that we can um, reshare and say thank you because we appreciate it when you guys share the podcast with your friends because we know that it's valuable content that's helping you and helping other people that way and number three You can just send this episode to a friend too. You know, it doesn't have to be on social media. Maybe you're not someone that loves social media. There's a little button with a box with an arrow that you can just share this off to a friend. You can send it via email or text message. So if you have a friend that's maybe training for a half or wants to train for a half, um, go ahead and send them the link to this episode so that they can learn some more and be more successful or have greater chances of success for their race. So guys, as always, thank you so much for joining us today and spending this time with us. This has been the real life runners podcast, episode number 203. Now get out there and run your life.
1: Hey, if you enjoy listening to this podcast you have to come check out the Real Life Runners training team. It's our monthly coaching program where we take all of this material, we apply it, and we take it to the next level. We teach you how to train your mind, body, and skills for true and lasting success in your running and your life.
0: We offer customized training plans, live coaching calls, and one-on-one coaching, along with our proven system to help you transform into the runner you want to be and achieve your goals. Come join our team over at realliferunners.com forward slash team and start to truly run your life. We'll see you there.